You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey again, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. And Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Coming to grips with the postponement. This is a first. Uh, well, I say a first. That's not true. Uh, 9-11, uh, we, we didn't play that week. And Hurricane Bowl. Hurricane Bowl. Hurricane Bowl. That's it. I, I got nothing else. You got anything else? I don't remember another postponement. I remember, uh, wasn't it like Florida Atlantic or Florida International? We played, um, they had played Miami the week before, and there was a huge fight. And they had like 20 guys suspended or some shit for our game. And Mike Sheila still found a way to not cover. I remember that. (laughs) I I do recall that. That probably was 04-ish. Uh, yeah, oh four oh three. One of the few yeah, wins well, we had that year, whichever year it was. But it wasn't postponed. I mean, so I, I think yeah. this is the third time in our lives, uh, and, and the other two were, like I said, the, the biggest, uh, you know, a literal uh, uh, attack on our country, and the second one, a, a large hurricane, Hurricane Gilbert, if I remember yeah. right. And uh, and it was a really big hurricane, and it was forecast to hit uh, the Houston area, which is near College Station, and uh, and it didn't. But A and M canceled for fear that it might, and uh, and so the game was postponed and played after the Auburn game, uh, a week after the Auburn game, and uh, this is the third postponement I can recall uh, in my history in Alabama. Did we say we're just not going to take a chance and fly out there? I think that's where it went down because A&M was pissed. Because <clears throat> again, yeah, was- that's right. Because they're the ones that backed out. Yeah, and I think it was because we, we were afraid. We yeah, yeah, we were afraid of the flight, the flight out there. As I think it's what what the main concern was, or the flight back, or yeah, that's right. We can't. We canceled. Bill Curry canceled, and uh, yeah. you know a lot of our fans were upset. And then what made it worse is the day of the game. The hurricane, of course, did not hit that area. The hurricane turned, and the day of the game in College Station, it was like sunny and seventy-five and perfect yep. weather. And boy, our own fans, the fans around the country, they just killed Bill Curry over it. But and our quarterback was hurt. I'm just remembering our quarterback was hurt. So A&M, of course, were going other dodging the game because I guess it was David Smith was hurt and yep. uh, and couldn't play and and uh, boy A&M uh, gave us a lot of grief and uh, maybe it was deserved, uh, but this is obviously a much 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 different situation. This uh, global pandemic thing has led to a lot of different situations. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, I think Derek Thomas had five sacks in that game and Robert Stewart like ran over a bunch of guys. He was playing fullback that game, if I remember right. But anyway, um, yeah, this all the reason we were talking about postponement, of course, LSU game was postponed yesterday. We were talking about postponement as sort of like, uh, yeah, I mean, it could happen. We don't think it will happen. And we, we sort of knew. Yeah, we kind of, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, our regular list, our regular listeners need to read between the lines. Sometimes we sort exactly. of knew. 
Um, But then, uh, of course, now what we didn't know was that um, Auburn was going to be called off too because not only is Mississippi State having problems, but Auburn's having problems. Um, The Texas A&M Tennessee game is called off because A&M's having issues. Um, So all of a sudden, what was going to be a pretty doggone fun week in the SEC has gone from sugar to shit really quickly. And, uh, you know, it sucks. Look, I I think I, I, I'm, I don't necessarily agree with this decision because I do believe that, um, you know, LSU is, is the, the real beneficiary here. But I think now going forward, and I hate to say this, I don't see how we play this game, period, unless they move around a lot of stuff. And if right. that's the case, I'm all for Florida saying, hey, wait a minute, we don't want to play them either. If Assuming Florida wins out, I don't think Florida right. should have to play them either. I'll be honest with you. And I think we just play in the SEC championship game, let the rough end drag. Yeah, we'll see how it works out. We don't know at the time of this recording, Tuesday night, uh, a little late, uh, later we normally record. But part of the reason was as we are waiting to see if there was additional news about, about the rescheduling, uh, what we do know from – the inside, if you want to call it that, is uh, they're contemplating several scenarios. They're, they're, they're thinking this through. It's unprecedented for everyone, uh, I am sure. The SEC, uh, you know, everybody looks to Greg Sankey and the SEC and says, what do we do now? And Sankey's response to that is probably, I don't know, what do you guys suggest? <laughs> and that's yeah. kind of how the, the Zoom meeting happens. And uh, everybody's just throwing ideas off the wall. Uh, trying to come up with the with, with the best solution, uh, like we said on our show yesterday, even as the news was sort of unfolding, um, you know, it, it's 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 a situation where whatever whatever the answer that comes out of the SEC office is, people are going to bitch. I mean, because there's no way to please everybody. Uh, it's just a crappy situation. But this crappy situation started about March 13th. Uh, it, is, it has been an up-and-down ride since then. And I suppose, Luke, though, uh, when the season, whether it would even start, looked in doubt, um, I, guess, I guess we'll just have to take this. I mean, because it was just better than not, not playing at all, not seeing our kids play at all, not rooting for the team at all. And uh, it sucks, but uh, I think this is just part, was just part of the deal when we tried to move forward and uh, – We'll, we'll see how it plays out, and, and let's just accept it and hope we just keep on playing. Regardless of what the scheduling looks like, Alabama's put itself in this position, Luke. Uh, just win the games. Win the games, and we'll get to play for an SEC championship. Win, win the games in front of us, and, and we're going to play in the SEC championship. So that's what, that's what has to happen. So instead of watching Alabama this weekend, what I hope everybody's doing is enjoying a cold Coors Light. Coors Light is made to chill. So what you can do now is watch the Masters, have a Coors Light, have a stress-free Saturday for the most part. Uh, you may, you know, it may be a little stressful because there is no Alabama football, but I think because there's no Alabama football, it should also relieve some stress. And, uh, you know, just enjoy yourself with a cold Coors Light. It's made to chill. Go check them out. CoorsLight.com, uh, but even better, check them out at your local convenience store or grocery store. That's where you really need to check them out because you know online you can't drink it online. You have to actually go buy it physically. So go do that. Uh, CoorsLight.com, made to chill. It's for the go 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 lifestyle we've all been leading. This is the beer you need. It's Jimmy's beer of choice. It's my beer of choice. We know you'll love it. Absolutely delicious. 
Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Please, please, please celebrate responsibly. Then when you get up the next morning on Sunday and you're like, hey, you know what? I've had my beers. I've had my fun Saturday. I need to get my life back in order. I'm going to have a Built Bar, which is incredibly healthy. It's, it's delicious, too. It's a great breakfast bar. I have them all the time for breakfast. Um, and then you can go get a workout on. It's good for a keto diet. It gives you energy. Um, it, it's got all kinds of protein. It's got everything you want. And it's delicious. And it's covered in chocolate. I mean, how can you beat that? They've got all these new flavors, too. 18 total flavors. That's a ridiculous amount of flavors. And it's not like their flavors are granola and granola light. No, they've got good flavors like carrot cake. You need to check out carrot cake. That's my favorite. Um, go to BuiltBar.com, B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com. Use the promo code Locked On, and you will get 20% off of your order. BuiltBar.com. Absolutely delicious stuff. Okay, Jimmy. So- the first person to come up with the idea of, of, of making a cake that tastes like a carrot. I mean, are you is someone eating a carrot out in a field of carrot sticks, and they're eating a carrot, and they're like, we need to make a cake that tastes like this. I mean, yeah, is, is that what happened? Is there a country that's like known for carrot? Like Ireland's known for potatoes is, is, or Idaho is too, I guess. Is, is there a place known for carrots that I don't know about? Where's there a bunch of rabbits? Um, shoot. I don't, you know, Warner brothers. <laughs> Disney. <laughs> Disney. Um, Shitload of rabbits and Disney. Maybe that's uh, where they came up with the idea. They come up with uh, a lot of good game? ideas down there. Um, My uncle likes carrot cakes. I just remembered that. Oh, God. Carrot cake's the best. It's the best, Jerry. Um, but anyway, so now, Jimmy, what what do you think is going to happen with the schedule? Or do you do you think things are going to get shifted around? No. I mean, I mean, I mean, that's very, very possible. There is a scenario I mean, the one I can just spit out to you because I've seen it three or four times this afternoon, and I do know that it's being discussed. That's a fact. That's some inside baseball there. I do know it's being discussed. That doesn't mean it's going to happen. But uh, you could – Alabama and LSU could play on the 21st, the day we're supposed to play Kentucky. Alabama could play LSU that day and then move the Alabama-Kentucky game to 12-12 on the off weekend, and we we play Kentucky at home – that weekend, uh, LSU, uh, if you did it that way, would have to move the Arkansas game. They can't play on 12-12, but they could play on 12-19. Other leagues are doing that. Other leagues are also playing regular season conference games on the weekend of their championship game. They're saying, okay, two teams are going to qualify for the championship game, yeah. and then the rest of our uh, league is just going to play games that day as well to uh, finish out a schedule and play an extra game. So LSU could play Arkansas on December 19th, the day of the SEC championship game. Here's the drawback to just announcing that tomorrow. Arkansas and LSU are not mathematically eliminated from winning the SEC West right now. They're not out. So if you just announce tomorrow, uh, LSU and Arkansas can play on the 19th, it's fair for LSU and Arkansas to say, now, wait a minute, uh, you, you know, you SOBs, we're trying to win the West, and now you're scheduling us for a meaningless – you're scheduling us for a meaningless conference – I mean, a meaningless conference game on the day that we could conceivably be playing Florida or Georgia for the SEC championship. That's not cool. So 
that's the drawback to that plan, but that plan seems to me to be the best one in terms of you really only got to move three or four games. No one's hugely affected. Alabama does play LSU next. CBS gets their Alabama-LSU game. Uh, and, and really, is LSU-Arkansas going to win the West? I mean, really? I mean, I think they both have three losses. That means what Alabama's going to have to lose, you know, wow. to them and two other times. And, I, I mean, we – I don't want to be one of those cocky, snobby Alabama fans, but I mean, really, is Alabama really going to do that? So, well, I hear what um, you're saying, and I and I do get that. You know, crazy. Well, I was going to say crazier things have happened. Crazier things have not happened than that. Um, but uh, yeah, and that I, 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 that makes all the sense in the world to me, and I'd be kind of okay with it, frankly. I like the idea of playing LSU right before Auburn because LSU sort of mailing it in anyway. Um, that doesn't bother me in the least. Uh, the only issue I would have is now on the backside, we play Auburn, who's our arch nemesis. Then we play uh, an Arkansas team that's just scrappy. You just, you know, they're like a they're like a gnat. I mean, they're just they, they don't have the talent to play with us, but they've been there well coached, and it, it, anybody can see that now. Uh, so, and they're going to scrap with you. They're going to get in there. Um, and so they're gonna they're gonna fight you, and it's gonna be a game that it's not gonna be a struggle, but it's not gonna we're not gonna blow them out. And then we got to play a Kentucky team team that has a top five defense in this conference. Now that's not saying as much as it used to, but it's still a top five defense in this conference. So um, yeah, and then play Florida obviously. So all of a sudden our backstretch is is pretty daunting. Um, but you know I'm fine with whatever we come up with. I'm fine saying you know what LSU here's the deal. You don't have to play Alabama or Florida, and uh, Florida, you don't have to play LSU, and Alabama, you don't play LSU if you two guys just went out. You know, if you two guys were just please went out and be done with this so we don't have to worry about it because uh, otherwise it's, it's going to be a problem. Um, and that's sort of the way I, I mean, I'm not saying I want to do it that way because I don't know what I, frankly, I'm like a kid throwing a tantrum, and, and then mom is like, What do you want? What do you want? And my answer is, You know, I don't know what I want. Yeah. And that's kind of like what's going on right now with me. But I, I think you might be right. Maybe the best thing to do is screw it. Just we're not scheduling out. Alabama and LSU are not playing. A giant hurricane came up, wiped everything out in, in the past. So we had to cancel that game. It can't be rescheduled. Fine. Games have been canceled before. Just cancel it. And then, then assuming Alabama wins out, assuming Florida wins out, when you get to December 12th, and it's supposed to be that makeup game. Don't make Florida play LSU the week before they're playing Al- the week before they play Alabama in the championship I'll game and, and handicap them. Just nobody plays LSU. That's two less games for LSU. And, and LSU is like, wait a minute, we didn't get to play ten games. We only got to play eight. No, let let LSU play whoever the heck they want on the yeah. Time. They can call somebody. You know, you know they should play. You know what makes a ton of sense? You know BYU. they should play on the twelfth or the nineteenth. BYU. Yeah. Because. That, I bet BYU would sign up for it right now. That could be BYU's like, hey, we're undefeated. Here's one more game to prove you belong in the playoff. That's right. Play LSU. And so I mean, I just, yeah, I just saw you know, college LSU, football. May, LSU players may be like, screw it. I mean, what are we doing? I mean, who knows? <laughs> I mean, this, that's why this is all day to day. There's, I mean, it, you hate to be that way about it, but there's, there's really no way to plan. You can have several plans. And then, you know, just uh, uh, change it accordingly. 
But uh, I, I think you can't just have one plan and say, this is what we're going to do. There's just no way to make that happen. And I think some of these other conferences are about to find this out. And here's the other thing for the, you know, I've seen some people on Twitter be like, well, I told you football shouldn't have come back. I think it's reverse. We just shouldn't have had an off week because LSU players didn't get this playing football. They got it going to a Halloween party. That's the problem. Yeah. And God, I'm being too punitive here, and people are going to hate on me. For this. But it's just one. Our kids, and when I say our kids, I'm acting like Alabama's this thing, and and nobody else is. I don't mean it that way. But if LSU's kids got COVID going to a party, a Halloween party, and all of our kids have acted like they're in a bubble, even when they went home, they bubbled up with their families and stuff to try to stay. It feels like LSU's getting away. They got to go to the party, and they got the game postponed. Where Alabama's like, we did everything right, and now we're being punished, or we can't play. I mean, that maybe they should have built in some sort of rule about. I mean, anyone can get COVID. Anyone can have a COVID outbreak. I, I don't yeah. know what went on at A and M. I don't know what went on at Tennessee. Auburn's having an outbreak uh, now too. I'm not casting blame. I think you can innocently have outbreaks, but we know LSU's emanated from a party that the kids right. chose to go to when, in fact, they, you know they were told not to do that, and they did it anyway, and now it feels like they're getting away with something. So that, that part of it sort of sucks. All right, Jimmy, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about some of the uh, Alabama alum performances in the NFL. Big week last week for Alabama uh, alums in the NFL. Jimmy, uh, first and foremost, I'm going to start with Tua. I I thought he was fantastic in the game against uh, the Arizona. I watched the whole thing. He had a couple of brain farts, but for the most part, he was throwing darts. The thing that that still sticks out to me about Tua, I think his velocity is fine and and the, the, the ball sort of gets out pretty quick, but sometimes it seems like the ball is going in slow motion, and I can't figure out if that's just because he's left-handed and it spins different and I'm not used to it and whatever – but it doesn't seem like he's got the zip that some of these other quarterbacks do, but he throws it in these tight windows somehow. Yeah, very accurate. I mean, I would start a description of Tua's game as, as more accurate as, as opposed to some of these guys that just rifle the football. I mean, velocity is sort of what makes some guys great passers in the NFL, but Tua's just really accurate. I think, Luke, a lot of it just comes back to size to some extent in terms of he's not the biggest guy in the world to be drafted where he was. I mean, if you yeah. just look back at uh, 2008, I mean, would someone to a size uh, be drafted fifth? Uh, would someone Kyler Murray size be drafted number one? I mean, we're, we're, it's sort of a new age, and we're not used to seeing quarterbacks who are more point guards than uh, than six-foot-six guys that, that, that just rifle the ball down the field. I think Justin Herbert is a good example of old-school I mean, in terms of here's a big, strong kid that can just freaking whip it. Two is just a different type of quarterback. Doesn't mean one will be better than the other long term. But, yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I've noticed something very similar. Uh, couldn't wait to see how Tua projected to the NFL. We still haven't seen enough. But from what I've seen, uh, there's no question to me that his arm strength uh, is something he's got to play around. I mean, uh, it, it's not bad. It's just clearly not uh, – clearly he doesn't throw the ball with uh, the velocity of the NFL's best throwers. That's just a fact. 
But he is 2-0, and and now this week he gets to play Justin Herbert and the Chargers, so that ought to be a Oh, what a cool matchup. Yeah, yeah. and boys, the Dolphins win. The Dolphins are like a half a win out of the playoffs right now. Yeah, they're, mean, they're half a game out of the division lead. Or maybe, right. a, maybe so, a game. And, and now they're favored, aren't they? got to be favored to beat the Chargers. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I mean, the Chargers, Justin Herbert's been great, but the Chargers aren't great. Yeah. Uh, Dolphins have a good chance. And, man, can you imagine Tua quarterback in the Dolphins to playoffs as a rookie? That's fun oh, stuff. God. By the way, I have a Tua jersey I wear on Sundays right now. Nice. I'm, I dig it. Old, uh, grown men in jerseys. I dig it. Well, um, it's a t-shirt. I, I don't really do jerseys. I don't wear it. I just kind of wear it around the house. It's really, uh, what do you call it? So it's, like a, it's a t-shirt that looks like a jersey. It's not an actual jersey. Well, we uh, we talked about some of the other alums, so I'll try and skip over the guys that we may have already mentioned in another podcast. But you know who had, who had a sneaky good game and you wouldn't ever think about it? How about J.K. Scott, three punts for a 51.3-yard average with one touchback and a long of 57. That's pretty damn good. Can his brother borrow some of those yards? No shit. Uh, <laughs> We're Jared, not great you, at punting the football. Jared, well, we, thankfully, we don't do it often, but um, – Judy, they, they, and we finally with, find a badass kicker. We finally find a badass kicker, and now we can't punt it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I mean, we're in we're like in a in Greek Hades. I mean, we're just you know we're pushing a boulder up a mountain and keep rolling back. An eagle's eating our liver out, you know, um, and it grows back every day. Uh, Jerry Judy seven catches, a buck twenty five, and one TD, and his TD was awesome. He I don't know if yeah. you've seen it, but he. He's running down. He throws his hand up like he wants the quarterback to throw it to him deep, and he stops on a dime, and, the, like, the defensive back just keeps going. It was crazy. Um, yeah, I watched see. quite a bit of that game. Uh, I watched quite a bit of that game. Judy was – you know, what, what, Jerry Judy has picked up where he left off at Alabama. You know That's what I mean? True. It's like the fact that Jerry Judy – he's playing in the NFL like he did in college. I mean, he, he hasn't – Nothing's changed. He runs great routes. He catches the ball. He consistently gets open. He's sort of the man, and they're and it's like, Jerry, you're playing in the NFL now. You're not. It's not supposed to be this easy. And yeah, right. he he's really really good. Uh, how about this guy for a stat line? Jaron Reed in a loss for the Seahawks against yeah. the Bills. Four tackles, two and a half sacks, and three quarterback hits. That's pretty damn strong. In retrospect, I know, you know, Marcel Darius made the huge play against, you know, Texas in 09 when he was a sophomore. But in Jonathan Allen, dominant presence at Alabama. But, man, you got to put Jaron Reed on the short list of best defensive linemen to play at Alabama in the Saban era. Jaron Reed, yeah. it, it, maybe he's not at one, but he is on the short list. Oh, yeah. God, how good would we be if we had just just him back this year? Just him. Um, hey, you watched Tim Smith. Yeah, Tim this Smith year. is going to become a dude like that. Josh Jacobs, 14 carries, 65 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, not a bad day for him. Henry Ruggs only had 10 yards on a catch. But uh, how about – you're talking about the Chargers, and every, every now and again I'm just still surprised. Damian Square still in the league, still doing pretty damn well. That's nuts. He played for us in 2011. Yeah. So, and I know he, I, I, man, so this could be like, and I don't think he's on the team in 2012. So it's eight or nine years in the NFL for Damian Square. That's amazing considering at Alabama, 
Square was not a dominant player. He was a good player. He was He's a starter. Fine. He was a significant player. He was fine. But if you'd have told me back then that Damien Square would end up having what amounts to a 10-year run in the NFL, I'd be like, what? Yeah. Um, then Damien Harris, I'll, I'll end it with this one. Damien Harris, 14 carries, 71 yards, and he was kicking ass. And he had, he broke off a nice run, and he took a big-time shot right in the chest. And he got a, a chest injury. I don't I don't have an update on it. But I hated it for him because he was headed towards a 100-yard game. Um, and that would have been sweet for him to get that 100-yard game again. Uh, that would have been his third one on the year. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he's going to be fine. I mean, he's he's doing some work for the Patriots, and I think they're, they're liking that kid a lot. Absolutely. Uh, what a great player. One of the more underrated players of the Saban era, even though he was like a five-star out of high school and then, you know, was, was a pretty high draft choice, ran for a bunch of or ran up a bunch of production at Alabama, was our starting running back through a ton of wins. Uh, but when you, I think anyone that starts with, okay, let's talk about the best running backs at Alabama in the Saban era, uh, Damian's name's not going to come up much, but his numbers are as good as anyone's, and now here he is in the NFL, healthy and being productive uh, on not even a really good team, which makes it harder to be productive, but he is. All right, buddy, so that's going to do it for this episode, but uh, hopefully by the time we come back, we will have some guidance from the SEC about what the heck's going to happen because this has really screwed my weekend up and in a sense that – and I know there are more important things than that, but not not to me necessarily. I mean, it's not my me. weekend. Not to me. But, yeah. um, Man, I, build my whole, I build my whole sad life around this. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's – in fact, I think that's what my wife actually said to me this past weekend because Alabama wasn't playing and she was like, Luke, you you did a high school scoreboard show till midnight Friday. You have sat here all day and watched college football, and then Sunday you watch pro football all day because of fantasy leagues. And she was like, "What the hell?" And I said, "But yeah, I couldn't." She wanted me to go watch a movie with her Saturday night, and I was like, "It's Clemson Notre Dame." She's like, "You don't like either one of those." It's like it's number one and number four. I was like, if they lose Alabama again, she's like, "Just just go watch it." I'm tired of talking to you. So I already don't want you in here anymore. And then Sunday, she was like, you want to come do this? I was like, Tua's playing. She was like, is, she was like, is Alabama, there's always going to be somebody playing with a connection. I was like, yeah, and that's why I'm always going to have a built-in excuse. I don't see what the problem is. This one's out. But we, it's win-win. <laughs> she did not agree. I think you just described a lot of our weekends. And and, and, and who knows? And uh, who knows what my Saturday – I mean, again, the third, we started the show with this. Only the third time this has happened – in our Alabama watching history, the third time we're supposed to play and we ain't. So now what are we going to do with our sad lives? It's depressing. Oh, my wife's already talking about like, Hey, let's take a trip. I'm like, no, I don't. You can't. I mean, it's still going to be Michigan, Wisconsin. I mean, and that's not working. So Georgia, Missouri's on honey. Um, anyway. All right, buddy. Roll. I don't know what I'll be doing, but I'll be pouting. (laughs) Roll Tide, buddy. Roll Tide.